Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining me today is the president and CEO of EMX Royalty, David Cole. We're live at the Oxford Club Investment U Conference 2019 in St. Petersburg, Florida. Mr. Cole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Maurice. Always a pleasure to be here and also a pleasure to be back at the Oxford Club in Florida. Full disclosure, we are proud shareholders and EMX Royalty is a sponsor of Proven Improbable. In regards to being a shareholder, we just purchased shares today at $1.15. And also, my sons have been shareholders of EMX Royalty when they were known as Eurasian Minerals. And they were, that was at the age of six for my twins, Braden and Bryce, and Carson at the age of eight. Mr. Cole, you just conducted a presentation uh, sharing the value proposition regarding EMX Royalty. Talk to us about the three-pronged approach because I think a lot of investors overlook the value proposition and it really begins with the three-pronged approach. Thanks very much, Maurice. Happy to talk about that. Um, it was a, I think the presentation went really well and I'm always delighted to come to the Oxford Club because we have a lot of shareholders here. So when I asked folks in a uh, luncheon presentation how many folks are, are uh, shareholders, um, you know, about a third of the group raised their hand. And, and we're happy to see the existing shareholders here. We're happy to see um, interest from potential new shareholders as well. And one of the key things that they're interested in is our business model, because we have a unique way that we approach this business. Um, and we've developed that and fine-tuned that over the course of the last 16 years that we've been a public company, ever since I left Newmont Mining Corporation to, to found Eurasia Minerals, which evolved into and became EMX Royalty Corporation. And a key aspect of EMX um, is our business model, and specifically, we're prospect generators. So the first prong of our business approach is the prospect generation business model, which is the acquisition of prospective mineral rights around the world, utilizing our geological expertise to guide us in that process, and then adding value to those mineral rights that we have acquired by building economic geologic models, and then seeking to sell those off to major and well-funded junior companies where they advance them forward. And we get paid in a variety of ways. One would be work that goes into the ground, one would be cash, one would be shares in companies, and always a production royalty at the end of the day. So we're organically building a royalty portfolio through the execution of the prospect generation business model focused on that royalty component. And that's the first and, and um, most important prong of our three-pronged approach. That's our bread and butter. And those same economic geologists around the world doing the prospect generation also occasionally come across a royalty to purchase. And so it's the augmentation of growing royalties organically through the prospect generation process in addition to buying royalties that, can, that really gives us leverage at, at excelling and developing a portfolio of royalties around the world. And um, then the third prong is strategic investing. And we um, have a very, very high filter very tough filter before we'll deploy our shareholders' funds into the stock of another company. But when in the, in the process of working around the world in the trenches of this business, occasionally we come across a situation where you cannot not buy the stock. And so within our 16-year history, we've made 12 strategic investments. And if we look at the performance of those 12 strategic investments throughout that history, it has an astonishing rate of return. And that is 40% uh, compounded annually after tax, which is, which is absolutely amazing. And they get people that question that. And, and it's driven by a couple of big wins. The most recent big win that drives that strong performance 
is um, the investment that we made in a company called Intergeo Copper, which was advancing a significant copper gold discovery in far southeastern Russia. And we got into that company quite early. Um, it was very difficult for them to raise capital because they were in Russia. It wasn't the, the world's favored venue for, for uh, funding uh, exploration activities. But we felt that the situation was right. We deployed funds. We deployed a total of $13 million incrementally over a seven-year period. And that resulted in cash back out to us at uh, roughly 69 million US dollars. So we turned 13 million into 69 million over a seven year period and that's a nice rate of return. Um, that dominates our um, uh, strategic investing performance. We've had a couple of other good performers uh, within that portfolio over the years. And there's substantial synergies between the strategic investing, the royalty purchasing, and the bread and butter business of prospect generation. It's the same people that are doing these. So there's no additional um, folks that have to be added on to be able to accomplish these these various three things, and that way we're able to leverage that expertise that's around the world, executing. You know the business acumen that uh, the company's deployed and successfully deployed, I should say, over the years. We look at the Mellon mission now. Let's take a look at what it's done to the treasury, and what do you plan to do with that capital in the treasury, and what has it done to the enterprise value as well? Well, that's a, <laughs> these, are, these are great questions. Um, so first of all, what did it do to the treasury? So um, we now are in a situation where we have 60 million US dollars in the bank, cash. We um, have no debt. And if we look back at the history of EMX and all the money that we've raised in the history of the company to be able to build this asset based model of these royalties around the world and all the prospective mineral rights that we've acquired, 90 some odd different assets. Um, we, we, we have more money in the bank now than all the money we've raised cumulatively in our history. So we're sitting here with no debt, 60 million U.S. dollars in the bank, and a robust portfolio of 90 assets around the world. So that's where we're at uh, financially. Um, and it's great to be in that position and, and to have more money in the bank than all the money we've raised in our history and the entire portfolio is proof positive that the business model works. Absolutely. And uh, so I'm very proud of that uh, specific fact. And then going on to the next part of your question, Maurice, and that is, uh, what are we going to do with the money? Right? And that's a very active question. I get asked this frequently. And we believe wholeheartedly in exactly what we do. We, we like to buy royalties if and when we can find them affordably at a price that's accretive to our shareholders. We love to execute organic growth. Um, and we like to make the occasional strategic investment with a very high investment threshold. So we're going to do exactly what we have been doing. We just have more arrows in the quiver. And specifically, we're shopping for cash flowing royalties to help augment our top line cash flow. I intend to increase our, our prospect generation slightly, but not substantially. I like the team that we have. We're lean and mean. We're operating well around the world, acquiring lots of prospective mineral rights. You know, we're now the largest mineral rights holder in Norway, the second largest mineral rights holder in Sweden. We're the third largest mineral rights holder in the state of Arizona, just as three examples. We have over 9,000 mining claims in the western United States. So, you know, we just love to control more mineral rights. And, and so with the monies in the bank are going to be allocated towards exactly what they've been allocated for in the past, but we have more arrows in the quiver. Um, and I'm hopeful that we'll find some good cash line royalties to buy. You have a global portfolio. How much of that is copper-centric? I would say roughly a third of our portfolio is copper. You know, um, we focused on copper and gold throughout the uh, last decade and a half building this company. 
and that's specifically because that's where our economic geological expertise lies. We all, we're, we're gold geologists and copper geologists, and those two metals tend to occur in similar geological terrains, so it's not uncommon for folks to have expertise around those two particular metals. Um, and then, and so our portfolio consequently is dominated by copper and gold. But we do have a substantial portion of our portfolio that's polymetallic. Some of those are associated with volcanogenic massive sulfide deposits, not to get too technical about this, but um, there are some uh, deposits that have multiple metals in them that we're working on, uh, specifically in Norway and Sweden as, and, um, and elsewhere in the world also. Lead, zinc, silver, copper, cobalt, nickel, and uh, we do see strong interest from the mining companies who acquire our projects from us in battery metals, cobalt, nickel, and of course copper is the most important battery metal, but copper is also used in so many other things that, that um, um, you know, the incremental increase in the use of copper from battery metals is, is you know, significant but not dominating the demand for the metal. You know, uh, germane to the discussion of your geological acumen expertise, which is in copper predominantly. Let's talk about 25 years future copper supply and demand. How does that look? The, you know, the demand for copper on planet Earth has gone up at roughly 3% per year for our entire lifetime. And we believe that it's likely to continue augmenting at 3%, and that's compounded growth, right? That's exponential growth which puts us in an interesting situation. We expect that the world will produce and consume as much copper in the next 25 years as has been produced in the entire history of mankind, which is phenomenal when you think about that. And uh, that's the case for other metals as well. That 3% number is, is kind of a broad brush um, number that applies across the metals with respect to increasing consumption over time. Now, of course, there can be you know, a spike in cobalt consumption because a new cobalt battery is invented or, a, or a, um, you know, a, a spike in gold demand related to a currency situation or something of that nature. But smoothed out, when you take the big picture look, these metals are consumed at 3% more per annum. And uh, when you look at the big picture, that, that's compounded growth. That's, uh, um, that's uh, doubling every um, 20 years, mm -hmm. right? 23 years. Uh, and um, that's phenomenal. It really is, and again, it, the value proposition gets better as we speak here because I want to take us now to Scandinavia. Yes. You st strategically uh, consumed a lot of mineral rights there in your portfolio. Or I shouldn't say consumed, you've, you've acquired yep. uh, a number of uh, mineral rights there. Why in Scandinavia? Yeah, so um, it's interesting how we ended up there and how we've ended up in various places around the world all come back to people. So primarily my focus as the founder of EMX World Corporation has been first and foremost to engage really smart folks. And I'm humbled by the opportunity that I have to work with um, um, such smart individuals, including a whole, a whole host of PhD geologists um, with uh, expertise and acumen from around the world uh, working in this business sector. And, and it was a geologist uh, by the name of Dr. Duncan Large, Dr. Large, that uh, um, got us into Scandinavia. He told me while we were working in Serbia which is a you know, point of huge success for us, and was the early, one of our early business units in, in the company. Dr. Large was advising us there, and he told me, he said, you know, the prospectiveness in Northern Europe is very interesting. There's some great rocks up there. 
There's a lot of uh, open ground that's available for acquisition. There's big governmental databases available from the Swedish Geological Survey and the Norwegian Geological Survey that resulted from the era when the governments did the exploration work there, which is no longer the case, but the data is still available for free. And it's very, very, very well organized. So it's a prospector's dream. You have all this data available for free. You have uh, lots of open mineral rights, so you can go out and stake uh, claims and acquire licenses uh, from the government and build a portfolio. Um, and uh, over time, we, you know, we we started to dig in more and more and more. And and I think Sweden's one of the best places to work in the world. There's 17 major operating metal mines in Sweden, seven smelters. Yeah, there's substantially more smelters in Sweden than there are in the United States. Huh. Well, in fact, of Probably yeah. for most people. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move a little further south. Let's go to what well, may be the next catalyst for EMX. Let's go to Turkey and Serbia. What can you share with us? Well, the story in Serbia is phenomenal. You know, Serbia was one of our first business units. We helped the Serbian government rewrite their concession legislation. We helped them rewrite their mining law. We um, became the first company to be granted an exploration license in Serbia in, in over uh, uh, 40 years uh, and opened the door for foreign investment uh, in Serbia. And you know it's interesting. You know, part and parcel to our business model, we acquired the mineral rights, we added value, we, we put together geological models, we sold that on, and we sold it for a combination of cash, shares, and a royalty on the project, as we do. Um, and Reservoir Capital then was the company that advanced the asset, and they formed a joint venture with Freeport, and they proceeded to make over the course of many years, um, and a lot of money in the ground, and a lot of risk dollars being spent, and a lot of dead holes they ended up finding a phenomenal discovery, probably the most exciting copper-gold discovery ever made in Europe. And uh, it's in the Timuk Magmatic Complex. Some people call it the Timuk Project. Some people call it the Chukuru Peki Project. And as luck would have it, it was just off of our boundary of our claim. And so we did not have a royalty on it. But because we were distinctly aware of the progress that was being made, and this, the, the eminent probability of a big discovery. We went out and bought the royalty that did exist over that project that a third company had. And we were able to buy that royalty very, very, very inexpensively, um, particularly in ratio to what we believe that royalty is worth today. That's a company making royalty. It covers the upper zone, the lower zone, the whole license. And we have a whole portfolio of royalties through the team of Magmatic Complex, which is now very, very, very prospective ground. It's a hotbed of um, exploration work in Europe. And um, you know, one of the larger copper gold discoveries in the recent history in the world um, is being made, and we have a one half of one percent royalty on that. We're very proud of that. That's a, a catalyst. It's a company making royalty in our portfolio. Again, congratulations. Uh, again, this this alludes to the business acumen that I've been sharing with a number of my uh, subscribers on proven and probable, and why I'm such a big fan. And also, for the record, uh, and I've shared this with you privately. Uh, I'm a strong advocate for owning physical precious metals, but for every single dollar that I'm putting into physical precious metals, I'm matching in purchasing EMX shares the, for this calendar year. Well, Maurice, we appreciate your support. Uh, there's been a lot of insider buying in EMX. Uh, my trades are all reported, of course, as CEO, and, and uh, folks can research that and see. Uh, there's been a, a plethora of buying over the course of the last three years by the insiders. Uh, um, we believe in this uh, story eminently. Mr. Cole, if somebody listening today wants to get more information regarding EMX Royalty, please share the contact details. Sure. You know, you can get a hold of myself, but also Scott Close, who's the Director of Investor Relations. And one can phone Scott at our office um, in Colorado, 
303-973-8585. You can also contact Scott at S-Close, C-L-O-S-E, S-Close, as in close, near, far, S-Close at emxroyalty.com. And last but not least, please visit provenimprobable.com, where we provide mining insights and bullion sales. You may reach us at contact at provenimprobable.com. David Cole of EMX Royalty, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.